KBUT, the butt, New Las Vegas Radio. Get ready to feel something. You're listening to Dr. Whoever. Boom. The doctor's in. The whole crew's back for season two. This is Dr. Whoever. Jesse. Cloud your ears with that Gucci knowledge. Logan. Warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time. 18 hours, 10 minutes, exactly. Universal Time, 22 hours, 10 minutes, 5 seconds. U.S. Naval Observatory Master Clock. At the tone, Eastern Daylight Time. 18 hours, 10 minutes, 15 seconds. KBUT. Universal Time. New Las Vegas Radio. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Stand by. Many kinds, where can we start? We like them dumb and we like them smart. I like the ones with the pretty eyes. Well, I like all kinds of guys. Stop. What happens? How about the ones we especially like? Which ones? You know, the ones with the cards go. Well, hello, Mr. Jesse. What is up, Dr. I'm doing good. Let's get this going. Let's go. It's October 19th, 2021. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. You're stuck on KBUT. The butt. This is Dr. Fuller. Hey, Doctor Whoever, let's get this show on the road. Boom. Yes, let's get this show on the road, Jesse. We had a very interesting, uh, <laughs> very interesting couple of days. Uh, just getting back from West Hollywood. Woo! Yeah, I always love visiting LA. You know, it's always good there. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yeah. Is the um. The neighborhood of the uh, L.A. area, right? I guess you would say. It is. It is very well known in the. Uh, I don't it's know. San Francisco of uh, yeah, the South. The yeah, the Queens or um, Hillcrest is the one in San Diego. Philadelphia is just the city of brotherly love. Every the whole the whole downtown is gay there in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nice trip we had, though. I know. Um, actually, before we start, we did say we were going to talk about something else. So we did get married, Dr. Whoever and Mr. Jesse are officially a radio couple on KBUT the Butt. <laughs> but yeah, um, we got married in Vegas, very Vegasy style at the chapel, what is it, the Little Chapel of the West? Little Chapel of the West, yeah. Little Chapel of the West, very I think we cool both place. wanted to get completely Vegas out and, yeah. and not have some elaborate kind of event take place yeah. and just kind of embrace living in Vegas and have some and, fun yeah and have some fun and it was fun it was stress-free uh so much fun the person that officiated the wedding was absolutely chill there was a photographer there that they had breeding on that who was gay also so good he did and, a great job yeah he did a great job and taking some photos zero stress uh I re- highly, highly, highly oh, recommend yeah. it to anybody that coming out to Vegas. To go and it's also really West. pretty. Um, we're yeah, going to post really some is. pictures on the Dr. Whoever Facebook page. You can check that out through drwhoever.com. You can get on the Facebook page from there. Really pretty. Like, um, I don't know, imagine like a real life Keebler elf little chapel. That's what it looked like to me. Like in the trees and this pretty wood. And when you're there, you don't even really see the the rest of the Vegas because it's all these nice large trees um, isn't it the oldest structure in the city of Las Vegas? Yeah, that's true. So it's not the oldest structure that's been there for the whole time. It's actually moved around. It's, uh, uh what is it called when they, they name it like a heritage? Oh yeah, like, like a American heritage. Yeah, site or so it's historical here in, in Vegas. It's the oldest structure that still exists in Las Vegas. And it's kind of been moved around. This is its fourth and hopefully final location. It's right across from the Mandalay Bay. And in, uh, what movie was that? Well, Elvis Presley, that was... Viva Las Vegas, Viva Las Vegas. So, we definitely 
took the historic route and then embraced living in Las Vegas and then you got, got married there. You got hitched. Hitched. Is what they would oh. say. Got hitched. And then we went to Applebee's. <laughs> we did I not just, go to Applebee's. We did not go to Applebee's. <laughs> but I love this song. But we did um, go to the, uh, where did we go? The Cromwell, which I love so much. Oh, we did. God. The Cromwell is uh, it's a Caesars property. We, we like Caesars properties, so we... Um, yeah, it's a boutique hotel within that. the Caesars portfolio. So we just had a little technical issue here. Um, it only took about a minute, but we did. Whoops. Malfunction. Stand by. This we, uh, is Dr. Whoever. We are uh, in the process of figuring out what kind of computers we're going to use to do what. And right now I'm experimenting with this uh, MacBook Air to make sure it can handle sending out our stream live, um, our station, KBUT stream, out live um, through butt using our butt technology. So that was streaming the whole time. So if you were listening on butt, you heard uh, all of my cursing and screaming and what the hell's going on with this computer and system overload and all kinds of fun stuff. But That's um, worth listening to on the butt enough, yeah, just, you know. just hearing you uh, lose your shit. When but I actually was fairly crashes. calm. I had actually, nice, you were, you were, you were. I had a nice little puffy before we started the show because I wasn't sure if we were going to do it today. Sometimes I don't want to have, you know... I don't want to get too elevated before a show, but I'm glad I did today. It was uh, it made me a lot more calm when I had that happen. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back to it. So we got married. The Little White Chapel. No, not the Little White Chapel. Oh, sorry, not the Little White Chapel. The Chapel of the West. Yeah. Your cousin or somebody got married at the Little White Chapel, right? Uh, yeah, my stepmom's sister. We were there, yeah. Yeah. That I mean, kind of and honestly, that's one of the more um, known places in Vegas. That's where I think Britney Spears and uh, uh, Nick, uh, one of the Jonas Brothers, got married there. But to be all honest with you, it's it's not the nicest uh, Vegas little chapel site. There's like all kinds of construction going on over there right now, where they're mm -hmm. revitalizing that portion of of the Vegas Boulevard. And it just, I don't know, did it? It's cool for some people, but I'm talking about the Little White Chapel, not yeah, the yeah. Yeah, I wanted something a little more uh, classy, classy, and and about as classy as you can get with it being like something you book online. Really, here we go. This is what caused the computer crash. I was trying to find this in the system instead of just pulling it off my other monitor over here. I was still pulling out tricks. Elvis calls me to crash. But it was very nice. The Little White Chapel, great, um, great pictures, great outside area. I just like, I loved everything about it. Mm. You want to throw anything else about that, or you want to move on to our uh, West Hollywood trip? No, can we can we kind of give our listeners a little idea? Because we did a little YouTube kind of uh, deep dive on on the cost and uh, how do you actually oh how get much it married? costs and everything? How do you sure, actually sure. get married in Vegas? What steps do you have to take? I think some people that... That is actually true because, yeah, because we do I was have confused. Some, I got some emails from a few listeners that had some questions about uh, getting married in Vegas because we brought it up last uh, last, last show. We did, um, we did. So just give people a little rundown. How All right, so, you... yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about exactly how much everything cost, what you yeah. got to do, your time limits and all that about if you want to get married in Viva... Las Vegas, alright? We're gonna talk about that right now. Give us like two seconds to just get ourselves back to normal and we'll be right back. Grab your emotional support animal and get ready for a dose of reality. You're stuck on KBUT, the bus. This is Dr. Fuller. All right, all right. So let's go. Um, you start. You did all the research. I just showed up and got married. Tell everybody. How do you get married in Vegas? All right, so there's one thing you have to do before you just run to a wedding chapel and get married in Vegas. There is a, there is one step prior to doing that, 
you have to go to our county is called Clark County. So you have to go over to the Clark County Marriage License, which is really close to downtown Las Vegas. Um, you got to go in there and you got to fill out some paperwork just saying that you're consenting to getting married. And you got to figure out if you're going to change your name, keep the name you're, you're, you got right now. Then uh, you know, give them sixty-five dollars and submit that paperwork. Yeah, and and they're gonna give so you. Cheap. Yeah, they're gonna give you a license, just saying you are now ready to get married anywhere in Las Vegas. So, but it was relatively easy process. Um, there's literally, if you wanted to, you could literally drive from that uh, marriage license bureau to a drive-through. Oh, yeah, that's wedding right. There's a drive-through one right down the street. So I mean, it depends how quick you're trying to get this done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can go online and you can at the Clark County, Nevada marriage license bureau. You can fill out all the information beforehand, and they'll actually give you a code, uh, so you don't have to fill out the information while you're there. So check check box number one. You've got your marriage license. And it does expire in one year. Yeah, one year. Most people coming to visit Vegas, if you are not a local, is probably going to get it done that weekend or that week you're in town. Uh, but it is one year it's good for. So after you have that marriage license, you get to decide where in fabulous Las Vegas do you want to get married. Do you want to get married at the Bellagio or do you want to get married at a little chapel which you can see all along the, the Vegas Boulevard. I believe there's about 25. Oh, so many. Or so many of them, honestly. You can get married by a, uh, an Elvis impersonator. There was an option for a midget. There's a mini Elvis. A, a midget Elvis. Midget Elvis, a yeah. Mini Elvis, a mini small Elvis. Elvis. I don't know, um, whatever. Or you can go traditional to the, the pastor. It wasn't really a pastor. It was more like a, a chill dude who probably had a marriage license. You know? I think it's the think, same dude, and he just puts on an Elvis outfit. I, I, I can see that. I totally could see that. Um, but yeah, so you can pick your site. It's as cheap as $100. The spot where we got married was $195. And you also have to have a tip uh, for the person that marries you. It was $60 for the, the person that marries, married us. But if you wanted to get the mini Elvis, I believe it was 120 Yeah, it's like 100 something. Yeah, so all in total, it's about you know $300 to $400, depending on which package you want at the chapel we got married. And it's all about what you make of it. We had a great time. We, uh, we did. got a nice suit jacket, dressed up, took the photos, um, you know, booked some. Uh, we also had pride the whole weekend before, so we've been kind of doing pridey things. It was just a, it was a really good experience. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have all the stress of inviting people, no. other sides of the family, no getting people to coordinate. We didn't even bring the dog, and it yeah, was like, Yeah, we didn't you know, even bring Odie Monster, which is Didn't even bring the dog. <gasps> yeah, well, I'm sorry, Odie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now. but it was, it was a fairly easy process to, to get it all done. You can literally uh, do it online, or you can make a phone call. Um, there's a few YouTube videos. Uh, you can pick some wedding chapels. So you can go as expensive as you want in Vegas to as little as $100 to, to get married after you have that marriage license. So all in all, it really is a simple and easy process. But just keep in mind, everybody, it's not that cheap and easy to get divorced. It is not. So uh, has go, your mom been the, married a couple times? Yeah, my mom's been married a few times. Let's, She's like, yeah, it's always cheap to get. Uh, it's always cheap to get married. It's always cheap and easy to get married, but it's costly and difficult yeah, to get divorced. I love it. I love it. Well, um, <laughs> let's get into like a news story too, and then we'll talk about our West Hollywood trip. What do you think about that? Sounds like a plan. All right, this is the Doctor Ever Project. We'll be right back. <laughs> Bill Clinton is out of the hospital. Yes, Bill. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. Yes, Bill. I'm so happy you're out of the hospital. You are okay. I don't have to hear them say the word like oral medication anymore when they're referring to you. This is driving Poor me. Bill. Poor Hillary. No, Poor Hillary. I couldn't handle it. Do like, enough with that man. First of all, like, okay, he goes to the hospital for a urinary infection. So everybody's thinking about his wiener. And you, all you think about is wiener when you think about Bill Clinton anyway. So it's just like, you know, it's just so hilarious to me. Um, and then they're on the news like, oh, yeah, he has to take oral steroids. And it's like, are they saying it like that? Or am I just such a child in my head that I can't handle it? Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> well, anyway, don't you worry. 
Mr. Clinton, one of the best presidents of all time, who played the saxophone, went on TRL and the Arsenio Hall show, and also got a Slurpee by Lewinsky. And she loved doing it, people. He's out of the hospital, so happy for him. Hillary walked him. Uh, he was looking fit, too, right? You saw that, right? Yeah, he was looking pretty good. He, he was a little frail last time good. I seen him. I was like, Lee, looking. maybe you need, just needed a little break, man. Maybe he didn't even have anything. He just like, I just need a little bit of a vacation, people. Just like, give me a freaking break. Well, I'm glad and happy for him, but um, there is some other breaking news, I think. Dude, what do you got? What do you got? Breaking news, Justin. Feel free to turn your head and cough. Um, they are actually, I think, about to put some charges on, um, God, I just forgot his damn name because I was trying to type it. Um, uh, he's on the TV right behind me right now. Um, help me out here. I can't see the TV. Why am I losing his name? Uh, uh, uh let's see. Uh, they're going to hold him for contempt. Are you talking about... Steve Bannon. Steve sorry. Bannon? Yes, 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 yes. So they're going to vote right now about, like, um... Holding him, I'm sorry, I'm typing at the same time. They're holding gonna, him uh, holding him for not for not showing up for yeah. his summons. Yeah, because he just is like, nah, I'm not gonna go or whatever, and it's just kind of interesting. Uh, let's see what this says. Is this anything interesting about it? Sixth attack on the Capitol will meet to vote on holding former aide to President Trump, Steve Bannon, in criminal contempt. Lawmakers sent Bannon a subpoena for information, but he says he doesn't have to comply because former President Trump invoked executive privilege. Meanwhile, former President Trump has actually filed a lawsuit against the committee in an effort to block access to documents with information about his actions on that day. So Trump is uh, Trump, Trump is suing the committee claiming to try to slow it down or whatever, but a couple experts have already said, like, um, even Cuomo last night was trying to make it like a big deal, and this expert came on and was like, this is not a big deal, this is a slight time waster, but they can deal with it in the midst of dealing with other things too, and it's really not gonna slow much down, but um, the Steve Bannon thing, like, I almost forget these people's names, because it's like, I mean, really, like, you know, are you, <laughs> these people were important for a specific time, and like the guy on um, the guy on Cuomo last night was like, um, at the time of the insurrection, Steve Bannon was a podcast host. Had nothing to do with the president or anything at all, which I thought was pretty hilarious, right? I mean, yeah, it is pretty <laughs> I did enjoy that. But really so what I really want to get into with that is, what do you think about this whole committee and Trump's trying to weasel out of it and these people that are going to try to be uh, get indicted. Do you think that this is something that we should be looking into to make sure we know all the pieces of the puzzle and how they fit together? Or should they just ignore it and worry about climate change and other things? Or can everything be done at the same time? What do you think? Oh, I, they, need, they need to absolutely investigate what happened on January 6th. Um, a threat to our democracy storming the Capitol. Officers were dead. There's some possible collusion uh, with some elected officials. Um, yeah, this needs to be investigated. The, the Congress can chew gum and walk at the same time and handle the people's business. You would hope uh, so. Yeah, I, I definitely think this is something that Trump is strategizing with some of the people that colluded with a lot of what happened on January 6th to stall out time. They know that you know as soon as the election season comes comes around the corner with with Congress, there's not going to be as much time. Uh, so not answering. And why? Yeah, no, just why is that? Is that because a lot of people have to start campaigning and it just is a slight distraction? Is that what it is? Yeah, there's there's a lot of distraction. People do have to campaign, and also there's a lot of stuff just doesn't get done during campaign season because there's so much other things going on. Gotcha. So, so it is kind of important to get it done. In a yeah. Time so there's session. definitely a time clock on to when this needs to to happen. And right now, you know, members of the Trump administration are trying to stall out the clock and be able to buy some time. Um, but the Congress has showed just by what they've done with Steve Bannon, they're not playing. I mean, there's what happened and not trying to certify our presidential election is serious. Oh, yeah. This is a threat to our democracy. And we need to take it seriously. The American people take it seriously. Um, I think a recent poll showed that American people want to know what happened on January 6th. And the fact that you know people from the other side don't want to know why the Capitol was stormed and how we had people in the chambers of Congress and in the Senate is, is baffling. We've had, you know, 
investigations on 9-11 in Benghazi, this is a threat to our democracy. Um, so anybody saying that they don't want something like this investigated has ulterior motives to why that is. Boom. Said it. Well, Jesse, I love when you come in here and give us such, like, expert advice. Jesse. He'll never say his real name on air. But listen for that accent. He's our Ivy League-educated Latinx political expert and way overqualified for this podcast. Yes, so overqualified. Well, thank you for that legal analysis. Let's um, let's just move on to our trip to Vegas. Oh, Vegas. We're in Vegas. I'm Vegas. Scott, Vegas to L.A. and back in, like, what, like 48 hours or something like that? Less so- than 48 hours. <laughs> We can't say what we were there for. We were there for like kind of like a business thing, so we're not going to bring that up. But you know, something to do with the podcast, possibly. Yeah, something to do. If who knows, well, you never know. We well, had some know. some some relationship. Uh, I mean, a relationship, business stuff to do in LA. We do. We do have some. We do have some very interesting things coming. Uh, I can actually, Jesse. While you're speaking of it, will do you have your phone? I do have. Will my you phone. check your email? Which email? Um, let's, <laughs> my your work email or personal? I think email? I sent it to the Gmail, so we're just it's a, we're doing it. We're doing a test right now. Let's see if you received an email from Doctor Whoever. You might have ended up in my junk box. Oh, how rude it. indeed. <laughs> well, I hope not, because that, that's part of our testing we're doing. <laughs> because according to what I show, our uh, talk. T-A-L-K at Doctor Whoever is live. So send this show a message. What are we seeing over there? No, you don't see it? How long ago did you send it? Oh, not too long ago. Let's send it again to make sure yeah, I have it. bump that message. But let's send it to, I'm going to send it to your other one. And let's see if it goes to your other one. This is what we do. This is, you know, this is called radio show on the fly right here. Working on technical things. I'm just gonna reply to it and CC you so I'll actually know if it came. 212, that one? Sure, that works. Okay. I sent it. What if I send it to myself and never send it to you? It's very possible. It's very possible. I like to send things to myself. Like I, ha- I have a text thread of yeah, messages I, I sent to myself. I just got it. Oh, you got it. All right. So um, is the website active? Do you click the link? Does it take you to the website and everything? Let's check. It does. So our Dr. Whoever, drwhoever.com. And today we also just acquired Dr. Spelled Out, D-O-C-T-O-R, whoever.com. So, you know, that will be live shortly as well. I had to go on an auction and, like, bid to get it. It was actually pretty cool, but I ended up having to call the company because it was, like, not showing up. But they says it. They say it's mine. I got it for uh, the, 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 the very, 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 very little price. <laughs> Very, very, very low price. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this whole thing, getting all this stuff organized, is um, it's been very interesting. And some of the people that we you know we're talking to about, um, you know, the KBUT and getting the whole radio station up and running by spring 2022, they're also amazed by what what you and I have been able to kind of create here. Um, and give people, give different people a voice is the whole point. Eventually, is to you know, let people have a voice to share their story, all right? Yeah. Would you want to move on into West Hollywood, or do you have something else you want to say? No, please move forward. I can't always see your face, you know. One of these days we're going <laughs> to organize this room better. But I just got it in this, like, way, so it's like, when you sit on this side of the couch, and I know you like those headphones. I do. I like to have a little area where I can put my coffee Yeah, you down. like your little table over there. Yeah, I do. You know, I really it's like, do. you know. It's all good. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and we're going to get into some LGBTQ news, and we're going to talk about our West Hollywood trip, because, you know, it all goes in together. This is the Dr. Ever Project. We'll be right back. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen! Yeah! LGBTQ plus news making headlines. Stand clear. There will be glitter. Like feminine, or are you more like masculine? Feminine? I can already tell when you open your mouth, the rainbow fell out. <laughs> okay, girl, bye. Bye. Most Americans are repelled by the mere notion of homosexuality. The CBS News survey shows that two out of three Americans look upon homosexuals with disgust. No matter what you preach or say, no matter what you preach or say, there's no fighting to deny. You can't breathe again. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Yeah! Hey, you over there. This is the Doctor Whoever Project. Stand by. 
brothers and sisters. Yes, amen. Well, if there's any place that'll show you that you can't pray the gay away, that, um, I'd say that's probably West Hollywood or a lot of places like it around the country. They're uh, fewer and farther between now and less people, I think, um, live there. And it, But, you know, West Hollywood's still live on a Sunday evening after a Raiders game. Um, it was pretty fun. We enjoyed it. Uh, there were some annoying people, right, Jesse? There are always some annoying people. But, uh, alright, if you don't know what West, what West Hollywood even is, I found this little clip from a comedian, and I'll see what he explains it in a decent way. This might be really abrupt when it comes on. I live now in Los Angeles in a, in a neighborhood called West Hollywood. West Hollywood is a gay neighborhood. It's kind of like up here. It's like where we are right now. Boys Town. I like the gay neighborhood. Oh, Boys the gay Town neighborhood Chicago. is the best neighborhood I've ever lived in in my life. It's safe. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. You get in where you fit in, and I fit in in that neighborhood, okay? I'm not gay, Dad, but <laughs> I'm down to live around gay people. Andrew Santiago. I've never been attacked once in my neighborhood. And by the way, if I did get attacked, I would love to be attacked. <laughs> what a beautiful way to walk home. Okay, I love this guy. I love this guy. Okay, so... I'm listen to that later. That sounds kind of funny. Yeah, so he's in, must be in Boys Town, Chicago, um, doing a, com you know, a comedy show right now, and... Uh, you know, he's just kind of describes like I've never been mugged in a gay neighborhood, and that's kind of they're they are seen as safer neighborhoods, and um, but like it wasn't packed, right? Like it was I, a Sunday night. Most most respectable uh, gays were getting ready for work. Mm -hmm. uh, we were not. <laughs> that's the thing, though. There used to be plenty of unrespectable gays out there, but I think that that's just. It's so it's like your brother lives in that area, and he's even moved recently to an area of that area that's more reasonable to maybe like buy a house one day and things like that. Or um, I don't know. It's just the older you get, I feel like living in that little bubble of uh, of, uh, of of uh, of the gayness and everything is just it doesn't become as necessary as it was, especially with the movement of times and. Um, how people were more accepted in larger cities. What do you think? I, you, I mean, you grew up in L.A. I grew, I grew up, up in North LA. Carolina, was, so I can say that I've West seen... West Hollywood's like, definitely my stomping grounds. Yeah. I think uh, gay communities uh, existed for for a reason. There was It was a time where gays weren't accepted in society, in the workforce, uh, housing. Uh, there was a lot of discrimination for housing for gays and transgenders. So communities like West Hollywood and San Francisco, um, Boys Town, created for, because of a need for the community to to have a place that where they were safe, they weren't you know harassed, uh, killed, uh, denied housing, or be able to start a business. And I can uh, say on that point, when we traveled to London or France, or even when we when I would travel for work things and. We would, you know, go out to an area. I would look for the gayborhood. You just search the gay bathhouse or the gay bar, yeah, I mean, and you find the neighborhood. There's something safe about going to a community where you know you're going to be accepted, especially when you travel abroad. Uh, you never know how people are going to. You, you don't follow rural politics and say, how, "How? What's their score of gay treatment over here?" I know I couldn't go to like Iran and hold your hand or something along right. those lines. So there's something. There's a safe haven about being in a gay neighborhood. But what you were mentioning. Is, is it as prevalent now? Is it needed now as before? Um, and I would say not as much because, you know, America has become more, more accepting and more uh, inclusive of our community. Um, but does it still need to exist? I think absolutely. It, it's, it's a vital function for young people who are trying to learn who they are. Um, or older people. I mean, people, you know, like we saw Caitlyn Jenner became a transgender later in life. Oh, God. Um, She's not but, allowed on this show. Yeah, but I, but I mean, it's still, it's <laughs> still, a, it's still an area where people feel safe and it's, it's, it's a vital uh, community, uh, vital area of the community. Definitely. And, and it needs I mean. to continue to exist. We need to continue supporting uh, local LGBTQ businesses and bars and, and restaurants. You know me, I'm all about like people feeling that they can be themselves and whatever, whatever that version of you is. You know, if you want to walk around with a tutu on, you know, in high heels, clunking around. Taxi! Like this guy. <laughs> Knock yourself out. You know, that's Lance Bass. He was once in NSYNC. Bye, 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 people. Uh, take me to Finland Street, please. Right. Yeah, and the thing with that is, you know, Lance Bass wasn't able to live his authentic self in that boy band as an openly gay man because, you know, record sales could have suffered or he would have been mm -hmm. kicked out of the band during that time period. 
But I mean, now he's embraced who he is, and and sometimes you want to go over the top for all those years you were you were Man, oppressed. I'm fine with that. You were like, oppressed hey. by you know I mean your your Catholic school or your community you lived in, and sometimes you just want to you want to be over the top. And I yes, think, Queen. I think the gays have have definitely embraced that and made. I think it's let other people decide that they could be over the top too, like you know, girls or muscle guys at the gym and like people that other people tattoo people or piercing people people that have other expressions they feel more comfortable kind of going like over the top with their expression now and i mean we used to we used to live closer to the strip near unlv and um we what we would probably not go a day without seeing someone with a face tattoo right yeah yeah <laughs> but then like i was at the gym uh about a week ago with you and I saw like a very attractive looking guy, kind of the, the nicer area where we live now. Face, a couple face tattoos. It's the first time I'd seen it in a while, so it was a little bit off-putting. But that's, a, I think, even more normal people are kind of feeling like they can express themselves and they're not shunned out of society anymore. And I think the gay culture has helped with that a lot. Yeah, and, and I think that one of the things about, you know, the LGBT community, it's, it's every single demographic women, it's black, brown, white, I mean, transgender, you have every single faction of society within that, in that community, it's not like, you know, I mean, just Latino community or white community, you have everything, it's literally an umbrella of every single possible uh, person you can see on this world, and that's what makes it so inclusive and diverse, and you see so many different varieties and so much creativity within that community. It is just, uh, it is usually a very loving community and um, there used to be a lot of like identifying things like you're either this or that or uh, that is like just so out the window now there's, you can't even tell if someone's gay anymore or straight anymore. It's just, um, it is more of a blended society but I also think that's part of what is making gay bars. Okay, like my example. Um, okay, you're like your brother-in-law um, or your, your brother's boyfriend that was there was um, talking about how we had to have the vaccine cards and all that stuff. Um, we didn't really, nobody really cared other than that one restaurant where we walked in and had them in our hands and they were like, oh, you guys seem to be oddly prepared. But anyway, it's great. We should be, you know, doing that, but people aren't. That's just reality. But we were getting in line for this bar and they were checking IDs and this girl was like, pushing me from behind, trying to get up to this other girl. And she was a big girl. I was like, I was like, are you done like bumping me? It's like three feet. But I almost kind of met like a little ha ha ha. But then, but I kind of was annoyed. And then her friend was like, well, three feet. And then she had this stupid little nighty on. I was like, did you forget to get dressed? Cause do you remember when they first walked up, they were like, oh my God, yeah. Like we all just slept with both these guys last night. And I was like, oh, that's great. Did you, I hope you posted it on Xtube. You make your dad very proud. So she probably didn't like that. But they were like jumping all in front of us and stuff. And then she like dropped her ID and I was like, maybe if you were more prepared, you know, you'd be able to get in line quicker and your little friend would stop, fat friend would stop bumping me in the back. But it's like, there's always like these annoying ass people and these extra little things like the masks and these vaccine cards. You can't expect, oh, we're getting, we're getting fancy. I can't play that one. They'll sue me. Oh yeah, Blue October, they would never sue me. <laughs> but speaking of, we're gonna go on and move on from our West Hollywood discussion. Look at me, I did that. Well, come on now. Oh, come on now. They always said that I would end up alone. Well, look at me, I'm on top of the world. You were wrong now. You were wrong now. You like it better when I'm falling apart. It's easier for you to go and break my heart. Come on now. Yeah, come on now. Oh, oh, well, the best way to get back at you is to live my life, be happy, true. Come on now. Always here to be your second opinion. Yeah, or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. You get the picture. This is the Doctor Who Ever Project. Always on at DoctorWhoever.com. So what else we got to talk about? So I don't want to talk anymore about West Hollywood. I might offend someone that might be there. You know, there's such an offensive little group. So 
What does yeah, that was offensive right there. They're I mean, they are. You know, every, everybody's looking to be offended nowadays. You know, oh, it's please. just like, 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 oh, fine, we'll talk about it. like your brother's boyfriend. Like, I'm just, you know, we're everybody is not always out to be all excited about everything, you know. So, but whatever. Like I said, we're moving on. The best way to get back at you is to live my life, be happy and true. Come on now. Yeah, I've been hurt, but I'm moving on. Well, speaking of someone that has kind of moved on, uh, this is a very interesting story that I found. Um, have you heard the story of this Nike executive, Jesse, that um, has kind of had this bombshell um, admission in his book? No, tell me about it. I haven't heard about this. I don't know if it's breaking news today um, or not, but I guess this guy, I gotta find his name. You know me in names. I'm like always terrible with names. Um, Michael Jordan Boss re reveals he murdered an 18-year-old in 1965. Michael um, Jordan who? Um, Nike, Nike Jordan Boss. So this guy, I guess, ran... Let's get a little... Let's get a little... Let's get a little rap music for... Uh, because we're talking about basketball. We got any rap music? I think we do. I need to bump it up. Bump it up. There we go. Yeah, so this guy, I guess he was a longtime Nike executive in the U.S. He's revealed that he uh, shot and killed a teenage boy on the streets of West Philadelphia 56 years ago. Um... His name is Larry Miller. He was the chairman of the Jordan brand. And I guess he spoke out about the murder um, in a Sports Illustrated interview. Um, he said it was eating me up inside. He said uh, all of his actions at the age of 16 when he was a straight up gangbanger is what he quoted. Um, he served his jail sentence and got out. And um, he said that the first employer he confided in um, did not hire him. So next time he just went in and just completely uh, ignored that part of his life. And, you know, he became, you know, I'm sure he's multi-millionaire. I mean, I'm not even gonna look up his net worth. I mean, look up his net worth and see, I'm sure he's, you know, um, a quite, quite rich individual. But is there anything wrong with that? Um, someone that, uh, comes out of prison and becomes, you know, a very wealthy person. Because um, when you look up on his, like, just say you Google his name, it just says sports executive, Larry G. Miller, American business executive for Nike Incorporated, uh, spent five years as a team president of Portland Trailblazers as well. So this guy's, like, had a very interesting career. Um, that is an interesting career. Yeah, what do you think about that? You're more into sports and things, so, like, you know, what's your... I mean, I don't really think that has much to do with sports. It's, uh... Well, I think it's because of, like, he became such a... Uh, the way they're going to say it is, well, he's Nike and Michael Jordan. Nike's this aspirational brand, and, you know, you were someone that was a gangbanger and murdered someone, and... But, but is that... That was in his past, you know? Should we be held up to something? Yeah, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, he should be... You should always... You should be held accountable just because you're older and you've done well if you've committed some type of heinous crime like that. You should still be held accountable for what you did because he did if, serve his time. Oh, he did serve his time. I no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. So no, this is like he served his time. I was actually trying to see. Sorry, if we missed that, yeah, I was trying to see how long. But he did serve his time. No, no, no. So he served his time and he got out and everything. And I think he got out. And he was like thirty years old or something. He was fairly young still. So he had a long life to go. And but he just realized that when he told someone honestly, it didn't work out for him well. And then he became who he is by just kind of keeping that secret. And I mean, I mean, the internet wasn't around back then, and those those articles were probably. I'm gonna go and say that they were maybe stories that were not very big, or that was a story that wasn't very big because he's not. He wasn't big. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't who he is. The story only matters now because of who he is. is that what yeah, you're I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So it's like, but as long as you served your time and. And I give him credit for coming out now, and he's still fairly young. You're coming out now, and you're admitting this. Um, you know, I applause for that. What do you yeah, think? I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's, you know, I think a good inspirational story for people that, you know, you... Uh, like that TV show, The Maid, we watched. I mean, it's not completely um, similar, but 
you know, she grew up in a situation where there was not a lot of options and not a lot of resources and she got trapped in a pregnancy and a, a relationship of abuse and that cycle and she had to figure out a way out of it. I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but um, there could be parallels to that and, you know, this guy's story as well. Um, like we talk about my cousin Jordan, who um, came to visit us when we first moved into the house and um, ended up actually going back to Eastern North Carolina um, and having an overdose on heroin, as far as I know. Um, so, you know, it's like he didn't really have a lot of help. There wasn't a lot of... He looked at a Bank of America building that was like 30 stories high and said it was the largest building he'd ever seen before we got to the Strip and he saw all those giant casinos. So it's like, if you only know what you know, are we gonna, are we gonna blame someone now that's done well and done good for that thing they did back then when that was really kind of all they had? No, I mean, he served his time and the judicial system is in place for a reason. You mean someone gets sentenced for a duration of time that's what the, his peers have deemed appropriate amount of time to be forgiven for the crime he's committed. Especially when the person has done well for themselves. They've taken all that negative stuff that happened in their past and they've sought to improve themselves, improve their community, um, and give back to society in such a profound way. That's what needs to be amplified more than what happened in the past. The past needs to be looked upon as something that is a message of of where you can come from and where you can go in your future. I like it. I like it. Well, let's take another break and let's get back and let's talk about some local Las Vegas news, all right? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. This is Doctor Whoever Project. If you don't know and you live in Las Vegas, there is a water shortage. We got a letter from our lovely mayor, John J. Lee, right, right, Mr. Jesse? I would say lovely mayor. Well, whatever, you know. <laughs> Alleged child of pornography on his computer, whatever, you know. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But he has an interesting Wikipedia. Check it out if you uh, check it out if you uh, haven't already done so, and you're a Vegas resident or a, a new transplant to the. Uh, lovely North Las Vegas area. Um, but we are in a sort of a crisis right now, right, Jesse? Yeah, Lake Mead, uh, which gets all of its water from the Colorado River, is is at its lowest point it's ever been at um, due to lack of snow in, in Colorado providing water into the Colorado River. Uh, many of you may not know, Lake Mead provides water to uh, Nevada, uh, Arizona, California, so it's a vital source to many states that get their water, and it's never been at, I think we're in a 20-year drought, so the water levels have never been this low before. Um, so it's something to be very, very concerned about, but I'm it hoping is. I'm hoping that some of our elected officials have some... Well, they sent out a letter. Yeah, they, they've definitely sent out a letter to start and, um, conserving water. I have a letter if you'd like to know a little bit about it. Um... So on the letter, it basically says, we're asking residents to do three simple things. And like, I have to say myself, I haven't even ever opened up that watering box over there. So I wouldn't even know how to do this, but basically there's time periods. So like September 1st through October 1st, you can only water three, three days out of the week. And then November 1st through the February 28th, water only one day a week. So like you got to go in there and change that I little think, dial, I think I it's mostly for people that have like a sprinkler system. I, we have a drip irrigation. Oh, so it's only for... Okay, see, I don't know. Like, I don't know. And then well, the next thing I'm, it says, assuming... like... It says, replace useless grass with water-smart landscape. We and then that. Uh, check. We did that. Check, check, check. Yes. Yes! And then uh, report waterways. So I can do that right now. Um, that lady who... The, Wal the Walton family of Walmart, their house uses more water than most of the houses in these neighborhoods around here. <laughs> and they don't even live there, so. Um, problem solved, Dr. Ever says. <laughs> well, what have you got today? Anything more, uh, you know, anything you want to talk about specifically, Jesse? I know we've been talking, uh, you know, a lot about West Hollywood. 
No, not that really. Okay, well, no, I'm, I'm going with the flow. Whatever you, whatever you have on your little, your table over there to discuss, I'm open to discuss. Uh, well, you know, I, I do have sad news in my world. I guess call it Colin Powell died, right? He he did pass away. Yeah, that's sad. He's a cool guy, right? Um, yeah. Well, he's definitely one of those people that he's a Republican, um, but he actually stood up for a lot of the uh, the things that other Republicans didn't stand up for. Um, do you have a bio on Colin Powell for the people? Let's see. I can pull one up. Let's see. What we got about Colin? His name is, is it Colin or Colin, or is it just spelled weird? It, it's spelled weird, but it's it's not Colin, no. It's C-O-L-I-N, but it's like Colin? Is it Colin? Cullen? Like, like Cullen? Yeah. Hmm. That's one of those names. You know I'm not good with names anyway, and then you give me one like that, I'll feel difficult. Well, Colin Powell, he is an American diplomat. Um, let's see, he... He was the 65th, damn, United States Secretary of State. Um, do you, what does the Secretary of State do exactly? Do you, I'm not even quite sure. I, I would assume they do wear a lot of hats, right? The Secretary of State handles a lot of our uh, foreign relations business. They meet with foreign relations diplomats. Well, I mean, everything I've ever heard of him was always usually positive. He, he stood up for Biden. I think he voted for Obama, right? I mean, he, was, he was also one of those people, even though he's a Republican, stood up for... President Obama, when he was getting a lot of that criticism for, you know, not being born in this country and to show his birth certificate, he was one of those people that didn't stand for any of that rhetoric to question the validity of a sitting president to whether or not they were legitimately born in this country. I mean, so he was actually like almost the conscious of the Republican Party in some regards to some of the rhetoric coming out on that end. Hmm. I mean, it's good to have some kind of a... A rebuttal to... Yeah, but, but he, he did die of uh, COVID-19 complications. He did. COVID and, I guess, pneumonia as well. Like, yeah. I, and I think they kind of come together. Um, yeah. But, well, someone else had died. Nick. Hi. Uh, I am Pencilhead. And I am son of Pencilhead. We erase crime. Two generations of... Right. Yes, thank you. That's it. Potential. That's um. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. So they got in trouble because they played it like a. Um, this is Smash Mouth, by the way, if you don't know. Um, and Steve Harwell, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, um, you know, known for the Shrek soundtrack. I mean, your kids probably don't. If you don't know that song, uh, your kids definitely know this one, right? I mean, who doesn't know this song? Um, he passed away? He didn't pass away, but he retired, so it's almost as bad. Like, you know, what happens when they make Shrek 5 or 6? He just retired. Well, see, you know, it's like, he, but he might be on his way out because he's had, like, really bad heart issues. I think he got really, really hurt by um, all the criticism when they played at that Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota. He's gonna be um, really hurt when he listens to the show and we're doing, like, a eulogy on him. You know what, when I heard it, I was like, oh no, this guy, this guy. This yeah, guy, I mean, man, he's going to listen to the show, and he's like, oh shit, they, they, they think I died. I love it. And then, um, something else I want to pull you up and show you is, you know, I always like, whenever we talk about LGBT, and I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, it's LGBTQ+, like, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I try to do it so, so well. And, um, I think there's like, okay, this is, uh, the Canadian Prime Minister, what's his name? Trudeau. He tries to say it, and it's so funny. See, this is this is great. I love how they pick on him so bad. I will never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, LGBTQ two plus uh, kids rights to not have to undergo conversion therapy. I love it. I love it. What happens is when you're. Comfortable saying the letters, and you kind of just like shoot them out. I even myself, I take my time saying it LGBTQ plus yeah. because difficult. it's a tongue twister. When sometimes people want to throw out like Q A and like, so is it okay just to say LGBTQ plus? plus. Yeah. So HRC okay. has come up with some 
some guidelines that the well, plus... I'm glad the, somebody's on it, my the God. Plus, the plus is Poor more God. inclusive because it doesn't leave anybody out. Okay. So that's like the asexual people. Yeah, because we were doing LGBTQIA. Now they've decided to just go with plus because it's more inclusive so no one's left mm-hmm. out. Well, we can do one last, one last little... Um, one last little article and wrap it up. What do you think? What do you think? You Sounds like a plan. It's, a, it's kind of a, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's a bonus show, but like we did just do a show already and we are trying to do more. So this is great that we're doing more. Um, sometimes I'm I, I'm worried that we're not going to have enough to talk about. And then I get up here and I'm like, oh, there's like tons of stuff to talk uh, about. We always have something to talk about. Always something to talk about. Um, I want you to kind of think about this and this does go into LGBT stuff too, since we're kind of on the West Hollywood train. Um, what do you think about Superman kind of being gay now, supposedly? We're going we're, we're, we're to take a break, but... That. Yeah, okay, so just do a little slight research, see what you find, and um, we'll do a quick little break, and we'll talk about that, and we'll wrap it up, all right? Sounds good. Superman gayness going around? You know I don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Well, if you haven't, um, <laughs> do, do, do you know Dean Cain that yeah, played Superman? I do. Alright, well he's he's been like conservative guy for like, it's not like any new thing, but he's conservative. I haven't played this, but this is on Fox, so. What does the Fox say? Always like to alert, you know, because I always try to play all sides of everything, so when I'm playing you know, something on here, you know, I get credit. Bold or brave or some crazy new direction. If they had done this 20 years ago, perhaps that would have been bold and brave. Former Superman actor Dean Cain is criticizing DC Comics' decision to have the current Superman come out as bisexual. During an interview oh, with Fox and Friends on Fox News... See, that shows how much I pay attention to something like this. This is so... This is just so, like, nonsense, non-story, it's not even funny. Tuesday, the 55-year-old actor said this. They said it's bold and it's and, and, and bold new direction. I say they're bandwagoning. You know, a Robin of Batman and Robin, as you mentioned, just came out as, as bi or gay recently. And honestly, who's really shocked about that one? The actor who played Clark Kent, a.k.a. <laughs> Superman, on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman for four seasons, starting in 1993, went on to say this. The new Captain America is gay. My daughter in Supergirl, oh, where I played the... Uh, how many how many gay characters are there now in Marvel? Okay, maybe or in, not because it's not Marvel. I, I think Superman is DC, right? And then or is Superman Marvel and Batman's DC. I don't know. The father, she was gay. Kane said he didn't think making the new Superman bisexual was brave of DC Comics. I know one thing, Dean Kane got bat, that's for sure. <laughs> He continued, Brave would be having him fight for the rights of gay people in Iran. They're talking about him fighting, you know, real-world problems like climate change, the deportation of refugees, and... All right, all right, well, whatever. Um, So, people are freaking out on Facebook, obviously. All these posts and stuff, people going nonsense, like, to each its own, but why are they forcing this on my sons and daughters? I want them to see Superman as a hero, blah, 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 blah. Like... I think, he was just saying people that didn't have a problem when Superman was kissing a woman. Yeah. What's the difference? I, I think too, if you, I think people aren't reading because I think that the this Superman is Superman's son. It's like this new generation of Superman, and Superman's son is bisexual. So it's not, it's not even Superman. You know what I'm saying? You know, people love to have something to complain about. Love to have something to complain about. Alright, we can wrap it up for the day. We'll take a break and wrap it up. Do you have anything else you want to toss out for the wrap up? 
Uh, Any cool new music news? Because if not... Um, oh, there is some cool music Is there? News. Okay, well, what is it? What do you got? Um, let's take a commercial and I'll come back with that amazing music news. Okay, I love, love when Jesse has amazing music news because it's always something I never know. And you do just seem to, like, find stuff and you're like, oh, you'll like this. Like that, the, the Wendy's Applebee's song. I was like, oh my God, it's like literally my new favorite thing in the world. So, um, all right, well, we'll take a break and uh, we'll be right back. This is the Dr. Ever Project. The whole crew's back for season two. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your You caught us. The Doctor Whoever Project is on air. Real discussions that matter with just a pinch of nonsense. Get bent back into shape. With the Doctor Whoever Project. Well, Jesse, what do you got? You got some amazing musical news for us? Yeah, another. You know, it kind of falls in line with wrapping up with Pride here in Vegas. Uh, but one of your favorite artists that you kind of like, Little Nas X. I do like some Little Nas X. Uh, and Jack Harlow, Industry Baby is the name of the song, has finally cracked number one on the Billboard charts. Oh, it's, it's been hovering in the top ten since it got released 12 weeks ago. Uh, but this is Little Nas X's third single to break number one on the Billboard Top 100. He's doing really great. I mean... I mean, I think a lot of people counted him as a one-hit wonder when they when you know, heard Old Town Road. Uh, but he's proved to be an artist that is able to stay in the chart and stay in, stay in the news on uh, stay social media. Stay effective, too. He's, like, he's, yeah. Like, here we go. I got it. Well, Little Nas, the number one song? Number one song in the country. Damn, number one song in the country. Well, congratulations to Little Nas. Keeping it gay, keeping the gays on top. I like it, I like it. Yes, queen, yes, queen, yes, queen. Yeah! Well, in other music news, I think I told you about this, that like The Rock, <laughs> The Rock is in like a new song. Yeah, you said something about that. Yeah, and it's actually pretty good. I think I have it. Pulled up. I think I I had it saved so I can pull it up. Here we go. You have to get to the rap part, but it's pretty good. It's worth it. What's poppin', bro? Tech Nine here. Russo, my brother, Tech Nine. Yeah, yeah, so they're, they're you know, I've thinking about something. I think we give the people more. Yes, we do. I think you're right, bro. I know you know. We've talked about this. Let's give the people more. We gotta give the people more. Let's go. Oh, they're gonna fuck shit up. Rumble, they gon' take your face off. Spirit of a lion describes my soul. Give it up to Zion, then my fire grows. Wishing of a riot inside my lobe, and my tripping is the highest when I fight my foes. If I'ma hit him with this, you got to get your ass kicked. And this is Tech Nine. Tech Nine, dope. Featuring Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. On KBUT. The Rock is, you know, I mean, I've never really thought too much about The Rock, but he's made himself a, a long lasting career to be able to come from like wrestling to box office. Wait till you hear him rap. I think he comes up at the chorus. How does it sound in your headphones? Sounds good. I don't usually like rap songs. This is good. This is 7 million views. I think it's a fairly new song too. Where's the, uh, I don't even know where the little, the, I don't know where the Dwayne Johnson part even is. I love how he's like rapping with Tech 9 in, in between doing like voices for like some kind of a uh, kid's cartoon or something. You know who Jody Cole is? Jody Cool? Jody Cool? And King Iso? They're also in here. I'm definitely winning my white card right now. <laughs> oh, no. I, I know Tech 9, but that's. Do you know? I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't. I couldn't name it. Oh, you a... don't know Tech 9. No, I don't. I've heard the name. I couldn't name a Tech 9 song right now other than this one, and it's only because I'm looking at it on the screen. <laughs> I feel like The Rock's coming up. It's like almost in the middle of the song. I was surprised at how good it was. The song is just great. The whole thing is good. 
There's a lot of guest stars in this one. I should have marked this one on the on the thing. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Looking hot too. That's not even him. This guy looks exactly like him. Oh, he's muscled too. Look at all the muscle guys on this show. I don't know where he is. Let's see if I can find out. It's a good song though. Yeah, it sounds pretty. He was only in the beginning. Oh, here he comes. We stay hungry, we devour. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. Like in some more in my veins, my culture banging with strange. I change the game, so what's my motherfucking name? What they gonna get though? Desecration, defamation. If you wanna bring it to the masses, face to face, now we escalating. When I have to put boost the asses, mean on ya. Like a dream when I'm rumbling, you're gonna scream, mama. So bring drama to the king, brahma. Why to an extreme mana? What do you think? It's pretty good, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say that was amazing, but it's. I thought it's, all right. it's a pretty good song. I mean, when you lay down a track like like that, you can kind of say anything with the right tone and kind of make it's, it sound good. He tried. I'll give him. A, I'll give him an A for effort. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, Not right. something I would. I would personally buy myself, but I, I definitely like Tech Nine. But it's like with the Apple Music or Spotify, you just download that song. I'll probably. I'll download. I already liked it on here. I'll. Uh, I'm gonna download that. Well. Well, all right, Jesse, anything else for the day? Are you ready to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. I don't think that's a good idea. Well, we are wrapping it up. And if you stuck out for the whole show, thanks again from the whole Dr. Whoever crew, Jesse and me right over here, Dr. Whoever. Odie Monster's downstairs waiting for us to come take him for a walk. So we got to do that. But we'll see you next time right here on the Dr. Whoever Project. me like I'm crazy, but then they know this right here is me. And then I'll give them the... The whole crew's back for Peace. season two. I'm out. Logan, warning, stand clear. This could affect your test results. Okay, bye-bye!